First things first, this is about truth telling. I have no agenda. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah! This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the latest edition of no Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. Or wherever you can find your podcast, you'll find No Mercy with yours truly. We're here in the studio, my home studio, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. You know, so many times we find folks talking about the importance of finding inner peace. And the folks, the folks that I talk to, do I like talking to successful folks? Absolutely. I like talking to everybody, but especially successful folks. There's a reason for that. The reason for that is that, you know something, when you are dealing with folks who are successful, somewhere along the way, they taught you um, what adversity is all about what challenges they faced that are staring them in the face, what you need to do in order to overcome whatever maladies may lie in your path, the kind of things that serve to derail you. And that's one of the reasons why I like talking to so many people because you learn something from everybody every day. Speaking of Pinky Cole and, and, and what she taught about perseverance and tenacity and keep pushing and having doors shut and you keep on going, you keep on going, you keep on going. Just the other day with Joseph Sikora and Dion Taylor and what they talked about with Dion highlighting how so many doors got shut in his face because of one idea after another that folks weren't receptive to. But he kept knocking and he kept pushing forward. The great marvelous athletes that I've had the pleasure of covering throughout my career all of them have had to deal with adverse circumstances. Folks questioning their abilities, folks doubting their abilities, even their accomplishments, the path they had to travel along the way en route to success, the, sac the sacrifices that they had to make in order to get there. I remember people like Isaiah Thomas, two-time champion, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest point guards in the history of the NBA, primetime Deion Sanders, the greatest cornerback in the history of the National Football League, Michael Irvin, the playmaker, my buddy, three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. So many examples have been provided throughout the years. LeBron James has given many. Dwayne Wade has given many. Kobe Bryant used to give them to me all the time. Shaquille O'Neal without question. The list goes on and on and on. And the path to success isn't easily endured. So how do you make it? How do you work your way through? These are the kind of things that people think about. 
And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing when you listen to them articulate it because each of them apologized to their loved ones for the selfishness that they exhibited because in route to achieving the lofty goals and aspirations that they had set for themselves, there's a level of selfishness that has to kick in because you lock in, you zero in, and you shut the world out because your mission is to achieve everything that you're after. But along the way, we run across people who are far, far away from the finish line, who still have challenges to face, hurdles to jump over, hills and mountains to climb. And they recognize it when they're young. And almost universally, what you hear in the end are people talking about finding their peace. Not looking for it from someone else, but looking inside of yourself to acquire it on your own. I didn't expect to hear something like that from Javicia Leslie. You know, first black woman to ever play Batwoman, starred in the CBS show God, Befriend, God Befriended Me, starred in the BET series Family Business, took over the role of Batwoman after original actress left the series. First black woman to ever play Batwoman. By the way, she's starring in a movie holiday romantic comedy. Something from Tiffany's is what it's called. She's an outspoken supporter of the LGBTQ community. LGBTQIA plus to be exact. She's in her 30s. And every time you listen to her speak, you just walk away with jewels and pearls to hold on to so you can be better. She's got a lot going on in her life right now. By the way, she's a proud HBCU graduate of Hampton University. Let's not forget that. But she's got a lot going on. And I can't wait to talk to her. I can't wait until y'all listen to her. She's got a lot to say. She's a special girl, too. Love talking to her. She's up next with yours truly. Javicia Leslie, right here on No Mercy. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? My guest today created shockwaves throughout the entertainment industry when she was cast as the first African-American actress to play the role of Batwoman on the CW network and gave a voice to not only underrepresented actors, but characters in the world of superheroes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely Javicia Leslie. Welcome to No Mercy. How you doing, Javicia? How's everything going? Everything is great, Stephen. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's it's good to have you. Romantic comedy seemed to be the way to go in this day and age. You, you something from Tiffany's. It came out in December. Everybody's raving about it. Everybody's talking about it. Talk to me about the role you played in that and what inspired you to do so. So I was coming off of my final season from Batwoman, and um, there's that that show is like. It's a little bit heavier because it's a lot of stunts. It's a lot of, you know, I'm in every single scene. So there's just 
so much going on. And when this came across my desk, I felt like it was light. It was fun. Um, I, I, I knew a lot of the people that were already involved. So I knew it would feel, I knew it would feel very family oriented. And it was just really honestly kind of like a breath of fresh air because it was so, so light. And when you talk about it being so light and it's a breath of fresh air, obviously you're juxtaposing that to what you experienced beforehand. Talk about that from the standpoint of this apparent need you felt to have to be involved in something a bit lighter, a bit well, more friendly and funnier. What I mean is that, okay, first of all, as an actor, I don't only want to do one thing. You right. know, I the whole the whole point of everything is to always transform. You mm -hmm. know, I was asked earlier today who my one of my favorite actresses were, and I said uh, Angela Bassett because for most of my life I didn't know there was another Tina Turner. Like that right. was Tina Turner. <laughs> that's, me, right. You know? that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there's always this joy in truly just transforming, and. Um, so it, it, it's fun playing Ryan Wilder, but it was just really cool and fun to change up the energy and play something completely different. Also, I'm coming from Gotham and Gotham is darker. Gotham is heavier. If you watch the end of our third season, yeah. I'm like fighting my brother who's the Joker and it's like life and death. And mm. my very last day, I'm hanging from a helicopter, like <laughs> literally just like action packed and a bit heavy like most superhero shows, but in a fun way. Mm. Um, so to come on to the Amazon film, uh, Something from Tiffany's, there was not a lot for me to have to do in that film. It was really just showing up and like kind of passing the alley-oop to our our leads like Jody, I mean like uh, Jojo uh, T. Gibbs and, mm. and Zoe. And that made it fun. That made it easy, you know? Mm. Well, listen, in the, your character is gay and <laughs> married which is something that's rare to see in holiday films. I'm wondering how meaningful was it for you to represent a character like that in a genre that is, that, you know, that is not known for it, really? What was that it, like for you? It's like, it's to me, it's just so much fun that I get to, I get to keep telling these underrepresented stories, you know? And I have gay family members that come to Christmas with their spouses, so why not show this? In a film, I, I just love how inclusive our film was. Mm. I love being a part of that storytelling. Uh, my co-star, my wife, Jojo, was so much. I was it, I was literally excited to work with her because I had seen her in um, in, in, in Lena Waithe's 20s. And mm. I thought she was absolutely hilarious. So to be mm. able to have the opportunity to work with her and to be able to play with her on set. And like most of our laughs are actually when the cameras weren't rolling. Mm. So it was like it, it was so much fun. And I love that I keep telling these stories and I want to continue to tell these underrepresented stories. The amazing part that I find when I talk to actors and actresses such as yourself and obviously various others, y'all speak about having a good time and enjoying what you're doing. We all know that this is incredibly important. You got to want to go to work every day. You got to want to do what you're doing. And there's no question about that. But I guess what I'm saying is that when I encounter artists, actresses, actors, what have you, what amazes me is how much y'all articulate the need to have that in your life. Your spirit, your whole mood. You pay attention to that more than a person that's going to work dealing with the bureaucracies of corporate America and stuff like that. And I applaud it because, damn it, as far as I'm concerned, that makes y'all in a hell of a lot better situation than a lot of us. The fact that you're able to pay such attention and zero in on that, and in some cases have the choice of choosing to involve yourself in those kind of environments. How important is that? 
that to you at this stage and point in your career, not to just do things that will help you grow and mature into the great actress that you are, but more importantly, to be really, really happy with what you're doing at this point in time in your life. Talk about that for a second. And I love that you transitioned it from my career to like life, because I think it's more so that like I'm in my mid thirties. So coming into this part of my life, especially as a woman, um, as a single, unmarried, no children woman, I'm in a part of my life where like I truly want peace. And I want to, and I, I know that there are going to be struggles, but I don't think that there has to be a struggle every day you go to work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I also feel like you attract what you are. And mm-hmm. what I try my best to do is put the kind of energy out that I would want to receive. Mm-hmm. I know that people have their off days and you have to always give people grace and mercy for their off days. But for the, for like the um, totality of it, like for the majority of it, we're having fun. And that makes me go to work and have a great time. And then honestly, when I wrap these projects, it makes me so excited to talk about the projects because it was a healthy set. Everyone was respected. Everyone respected each other. Mm-hmm. And we had fun. And, and it's quality work. That's another thing. I I do Carl Weber's The Family Business on BET. And doing that show, you have like legends. You have Ernie Hudson, you have Valerie Pettiford, you have Miss Lisa Ray McCoy, you have legends. And it's like, I go there and they've been in this industry longer than I've been alive. And I tell you, when I tell you, we have so much fun Mm. on set. And if I can see them have fun 20, 30, 40 years in this industry, I know there's no excuse for our generation. Mm. And I, I love that we coming from something from Tiffany's with the younger cast or newer cast, as far as the industry goes, moving over to, you know, um, the family business with the more experienced cast, as far as how long they've been in the industry, it's still the same. We're so respectful of each other. We're having so much fun. And it makes me want to show up for work every single day, early and ready. (laughs) Usually when people say stuff like that, Javicia, it's because they know what misery is. They know what misery is like. They've endured a scenario or a situation or an experience that was so downtrodden, so difficult to deal with emotionally and spiritually because there was a level of misery attached to it. That once they grab, once they capture something where they see what true joy really, really looks like, they want to hold on to it for dear life. What was that experience for you, if you could tell? Was there a miserable experience that you could point to that made you say, I never want to deal with this again? (laughs) But honestly, even if I pointed to it in hindsight, it had to do with my perspective and Mm -hmm. it had to do with how I let other people impact me when in truth, it's like you don't come to work for everybody to be your friend. You know, it would be great if that ends up happening, but that's not technically why we come to work. We come to work to tell these beautiful stories and to get the job done. And I think once you take the pressure off and I, 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 I'm a Gemini, I'm, I'm, I'm a female, like we we're we're people pleasers by nature. Mm -hmm. And I think once you take the pressure off of wanting everyone to like you, you end up going into these, into these situations, just happy and grateful to be there. And as long as I'm staying in like, and I'm not even saying it in like a, idealistic kind of way. I'm, I'm, I'm honest because I've experienced both and I learned from the negative experience. And what I learned from that negative experience is, is if I go into the situation grateful, then I'm grateful for whatever these individuals have to offer, or I'm grateful for whatever this set has to offer mm. or production has to offer. And I take what I can from it and I give what I can to it. And then we just move on. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've got a book coming out, you know, 
Uh, the book is entitled Straight Shooter. It's going to be on shelves uh, January 17th. And I got to tell you something. In my book, my memoir, I tell a lot of stories where, you know, people are anticipating a whole bunch of negativity or whatever the case may be. But that's exactly the mentality I had. It wasn't negative because I came out a better man because of those experiences. I might not have seen it in that moment, but what I learned from it, how it helped me grow and mature into the man that I am, where I can talk to anybody and my story is related to anybody. I see nuggets from your story and other people's story. And I'm like, yeah, I can identify with that. That's how I was feeling when I was here. And that's how I was feeling when I was here. But now I'm here and I'm feeling good about that. So I get exactly where you're coming from, Javicia. But I want to get back to talking to you about your career in this respect, because as Batwoman, I mean, you were breaking barriers with that. The first black woman uh, to play in such a role. I think I read that you, uh, I mean, you studied Muay Thai. I mean, you, you, you know, you could kick somebody's butt. Is that, it, uh, I mean, I've seen you on TV doing your thing, but it's real. You know what you're doing in that regard. And obviously you're a proud supporter um, of the LGBTQ community. Talk about all of these things that encompasses you, particularly at this moment in time, how you're feeling about yourself based on the, the issues you like to tackle, the messages you like to send uh, and disseminate. When people look at Javicia Leslie, who do you want them to see at this particular moment in time? Um, really, I think I'm at a point in my life of really entering womanhood. I think that most of my 20s, you're, you're kind of just like a, a young woman, like a young lady. You're right. you're right above being, <laughs> you're a young adult, you know, you're right above being honestly like an older teenager. And right. that rides for a while. It rides to you're about like 30, 32, 33. Yeah. Uh, but coming into like mid thirties, you start to realize what's really important. And going through Bad Woman, going through all the different shows I've gone through, going through the different films, moving from DC, working for the army, like doing all these different kinds of things that make me who I am. I've been able to figure out what's important to me and truly like my peace is the most important thing to me. And so when I want people to look at me, I want them to see someone that is at peace with themselves, someone that's at peace with what life has to to offer and what life is at, in this moment. I, I, you know, it's important obviously to plan for the future and want for the future, but I think there's something even more important about being at peace with where you are right now, because the future is not guaranteed. And a lot of us, especially in Hollywood, we sit around anxious about the next booking or anxious about the next opportunity. When in truth, we are living in our wildest dreams in this moment. You know, in this moment, I'm taking care of myself strictly from doing a passion that I love. And that's not not everyone in the world can say that. And I am so grateful that that is something that I am able to say. So as that being what my path is right now, not only am I enjoying my peace, but I want to be able to give that to other people. Like I want to be able to be a walking embodiment of what it means to give to other people and to show that you can be at peace no matter where you are in your journey. And that's the thing, Javicia, I want you to tell the audience how can they achieve that? Because ultimately, the ultimate form of happiness is to be able to find your peace. And you sound like somebody who feels very, very confident that that's exactly what you found, your own inner peace. You know, you've eradicated the noise from your head that might stress a lot of people. How the hell you pull that off? I'm in my 50s. I ain't pull that off yet. How you pull that off? Help a brother out. <laughs> I think a lot has to do with like my spirituality. Um, I, I, 
I I changed from I, I grew up put, taking myself to church. Like I would get my mom just to drop me off. Like my mm. family, they're very you know spiritual spiritual people. But I was the one that was in church every Sunday and in Bible study and got baptized and things like that. And I I kind of shifted from this like church mentality to a mentality that I felt was more connected to like what's my relationship like mm. with God without anyone else. Like what is my my true relationship with God. And then in that journey, I found God in myself. And so with finding God in myself, I realized the the, the one relationship I needed to nourish was the relationship with myself. And mm. that has taken a long time. It's been about, it's been intentional for about three years, you know? And I did this program called Sacred Woman, which is led by Queen Afua. And that helped me a lot because not only is my relationship with myself, my journey, but this is this is something that's generational. This is something that my ancestors have embedded in me to be able to to be able to dig deep within me and find the answers. I always have this feeling that like God gave us all the answers. We just have to sit with ourselves quiet enough and long enough to be able to hear them. And the quieter I got, the more I meditated, the earlier I got up in the morning to do my my devotions and my prayer, the more I could hear. And when I was listening, I realized like all of this is beautiful, but the peace starts here. The peace starts within yourself. And if you're not happy within self, stop looking for it in a relationship. Stop looking for it in a job. Stop looking for it in, in kids. You have to find it within yourself first. You have to fill your cup up first. You cannot give from an empty cup. That's something that especially women, we tend to do. We tend to empty out our cup and then look at it and wonder why we have nothing left for ourselves. Fill your own cup up, and then what everyone else gets is the overflow of that cup. And that's what I've learned in my journey. Great advice. Great advice. You are outspoken. When people do their research and you, one of the things they say is that you are outspoken as an LGBTQ actress. Is that accurate? Do you feel, is that an accurate description that you would describe yourself as, as an actress? Do you appreciate that, that, that label at all? I think I'm a very outspoken person. Um, I come from an outspoken mother and an outspoken family. Um, I believe in the things that I believe in. Honestly, though, I kind of keep to myself a lot because I understand the industry and the world that we live in, how things can be taken and ran with. Right. But when I do speak, when I do say the things that I say, it's because this is something that I so wholeheartedly believe in. And I want to make sure that if it could bring any type of um, healing to a community, I want to be a part of that. And I think I think to a certain extent, all of our underrepresented communities, our LGBTQIA community, our black brown community, all of our underrepresented communities, we are waiting to hear our voices be to be to be heard authentically. And that's what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of that authentic storytelling. Do you feel progress is being made in that regard, that people are being heard more so today than they ever were before, regardless of what community you're talking about? Yes, I do think progress is being made, but it feels weird to even talk about progress when we're all humans and we all deserve just as much equal attention as everyone else. So it's kind of weird. It feels it feels insulting when we're talking about, you know, and I and I and it just it, it's kind of it's hurtful when I feel like we, the idea of us being spoken up for is looking down to hear us mm. like, no, we it shouldn't be that like regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, regardless of your you are who you want to be with like 
we are all human. We all deserve our stories to be told and our voices to be heard. And it's kind of insulting sometimes when I feel like we got to fight so hard, like we're any less human than anyone else. I'll give you some advice, if you don't mind, that I gave to, I a, I gave to a, a couple of people the other day uh, when they were on this podcast and off the air. I said to them, keep on, keep on moving. Keep on moving forward because as black people, we always got to fight. And I usually use this line, and I say it unapologetically, Javicia. I know, you know me. This is how I roll. And I just said flat, flat, flat out, when white folks catch a cold, black folks catch pneumonia. It's mm. always going to be difficult for us, but that's what makes us who we are, the intestinal fortitude, the fight within us, the interest in fairness, the fact that we're conscientious in mind, body, and spirit. And by the way, I don't, I, I'm not just talking about black, black people. There's a lot of people from different ethnicities that are just and strive to be just as fair-minded as, as we're talking about being right now. But the fact that there are those out there, you know there's so many people like yourself and various others who care so much the worst thing that we could possibly do, unfortunately, is to get tired and give up because so many people are dependent on people like you without even realizing it. So that would be my advice to you. You're in shape. You take care of yourself, mind, body and soul that yeah. positions you to better. That's positions you to better fight. That's how I look at it. Well, there there definitely was no giving up. I wasn't worried about that's that. Right. I, I know think that, that anything, it, it kind of fires me up, you know, and. Mm -hmm. Um, it's why I go so hard for what I do believe in. And it's why it's important to me to continue to support our films, to continue to support our artists, our, our, our music, our musicians, like our artistry in general. It's important yeah. for me to continue to support our voices. A lot of people, they'll wait until things come into, you know, into Apple TV or Netflix to watch things. I'm in the theater because even though I prefer to be at home, that extra $10 goes towards, or $15, you know, tickets are so expensive nowadays. That's right. <laughs> Goes towards the box office sales, which then tells these studios that our work is important and that we want to see it and, 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 and we want to be heard. So um, I think it's important, like, to support and supporting will definitely allow us to be able to continue to tell the story. Absolutely right. And by the way, go to the right movie theater with those fluffy leather seats that recline yeah. and you could kick your feet up and order some yeah. food and stuff like it's that. That makes the movie expensive. That's right. That's right. It makes it a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last, last question to you. Where do you go from here? I mean, you, you, I imagine that there's a lot of opportunities presenting themselves for you. Is there something that stands out in your mind that you haven't done yet that you want to do? You've done action. You've shown your athleticism, your acting chops or what have you. Is there something that you haven't done that you want to do? There's so much. Um, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of just beginning. And I'm not even feeling like I'm kind of. I am just beginning. I think I've just been, I was blessed with a beautiful opportunity to make the beginning of my career very um, cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. Um, but what I, I, I want to do biopics. Um, I'm always interested. I, I, I said this earlier, like we still haven't heard a Sada Shakur story. I would love to be a part of that storytelling. Wow. Okay. I know Miss Lauren Hill hasn't approved any of her, uh, her story to be told yet, but I, with her approval, would love to be a part of that story. You, you look a little like her. Lauren Hill. Yes. Yes. There's, that would work. There's, of our stories that need to be told and need to be heard in this beautiful, creative way that I really want to be a part of. I just shot my first short film that I produced and starred in, and it's a psycho thriller. And we rarely get to see Black women lead psycho thrillers. You know, that's not really our genre. And so to be a part of that storytelling is super cool. So I just want to continue to tell these stories. And like I said, just be present with, with what's in front of me in the moment. Wow. 
Well, I adore what I'm seeing from you. I adore you. I love talking to you. And I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. You know you always got a friend here in me. So feel free to stay in touch. And thank you so much for being a part of No Mercy. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Steven. This is right. always fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline Until I flatline, I push it to the red line Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Thanks again to Javicia Leslie I loved her as Batwoman But I love her even more Talking about how being a part of a romantic comedy Is fun, it's, going, it's, good, it's a good thing to go to work You're not feeling like adversity is staring you in the face all the time. And I think that was something very, very powerful that she pointed to, because I think that in everyday society, that's something that plagues a lot of us. It's one thing to have to punch a clock to get to work. It's another thing to feel like you're punching a clock every day because you don't enjoy what you're doing. If you enjoy what you're doing, but it happens that it just so happens that you got to show up at nine and check out at five or six o'clock. That's one thing. But when you don't want to go to that job, that nine to six Eight to nine hour day feels like 29 hours. It's a nightmare. And finding what works for you, being surrounded by people you want to be around, people whose company you enjoy, who you enjoy, you, who you enjoy communicating with, engaging in dialogue with, all of this other stuff. It matters. It matters. So I thank her for sharing those stories with us because we all need to know. Black woman in Hollywood trying to make some noise for herself, trying to uplift her community, bring attention to those who need support, let the world know what's needed. All of these things matter. And it is, isn't it a beautiful thing when you encounter folks that have made it, at least to some degree, and yet you find that they're thinking just as much, if not more, about other people than they are about themselves. Only thing she said about herself was her inner peace. Having the peace and the tranquility and the happiness inside of herself to be able to want to get up every day and do what she does. While also extending a helping hand to others who may need it. There's a whole bunch of stars in black Hollywood. And I say stars in black Hollywood because far more often than not, they're forgotten. They've got so much to bring to the table. Hollywood is opening its eyes more and more and more, and we should applaud them for that. They're not ignoring the folks that they used to ignore. But there's always more work to do. But as she, Javicia, pointed out, it ain't just with black folks, it's with the LGBTQIA plus community, it's with everybody. Just think about that when you think about her. She's more than what you see. She's got a lot more to give to people older and younger than her. Good luck, girl. Javicia Leslie, right here on No Mercy. Reminding us all, you don't have to know sports to No Mercy. We appreciate you. Until next time, everybody, I'm signing off. I got a book out. Straight Shooter. You know what I'm saying? I wrote my own book. It hit bookshelves Tuesday, January 17th. I'm doing all of these interviews, promoting the book, The View, Good Morning America, 
Howard Stern, Mad Dog Russo, Sean Hannity, Sherry Shepard. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's crazy. But I still made I still made sure to do this podcast, didn't I? Because it matters. It matters. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Take care of yourself. God bless. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcast.